It's the hand condition named for a French surgeon that can cause debilitating hand pain. So, we're discussing Dupuytren's contracture. This is A Bone to Fix, a podcast from the Centers for Advanced Orthopedics. Hi, I'm Joey Waller, and I've got a bone to fix with you. Thanks for listening. Welcome to our series called Hands-On focusing on different parts of the hand from fingertip to wrist. Today, we're talking fingers. Our guest, Dr. Brian Jans, a hand and upper extremity surgeon with Orthopedic Associates of Central Maryland Division. Dr. Jans, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me today. So first, what is Dupuytren's contracture? Sounds like a mouthful. Yeah, no, it definitely is a difficult word to say sometimes. Now, Dupuytren's contractures is a condition that we see in the hands that progresses over time. Usually we see it popping up in individuals around the age of 40 and 50 years of age. And then as we age, it sort of develops a little bit more and progresses. Usually we see small little nodules in the palm of the hand. And as the disease progresses, there's cords that form that are almost thickenings in the palm that then lead to contractures of the fingers. And sometimes those contractures can get fairly debilitating because the finger gets really stuck down in a, in a flex position and uh, opening the hand is almost impossible. And so to be a little more specific, what exactly is going on in the hand inside that's causing this? So it's a palmar fibrosis. So underneath the skin, there's a layer of thickened tissue that over time thickens very specifically. And you can almost think of it in three stages. So the first stage in the palm of the hand, you're going to feel this thickened tissue that's almost like a callus. It can be painful sometimes. It can be non-painful. Sometimes patients will come in, you know, thinking they have a tumor or a cancer, but it's usually very specific, be located in the, you know, distal aspect of the the hand almost by the palmar crease or just a little bit distal to that. And it stays as a nodule and could be for a long time. As it progresses almost into stage two where a cord forms and that's going to be a thickened line that runs along the palm of the hand uh, from the, sometimes from the fingers all the way down to almost to the base of the wrist. And it can be fairly thick, sometimes painful also. And that cord then over time will contract causing your fingers to flex and not extend. And so is this something, what you just described, that we would see on the skin surface? Yeah, the nodules and also the cords, you'll be able to feel they're fairly dense and usually not painful. So what causes this condition? So it's kind of unknown. There are some risk factors that you can have, but most of the time it's sporadic or sometimes you have a genetic predisposition for it. How about links between Dupuytren's contracture and things like smoking or alcoholism? Risk factors for Dupuytren's can definitely increase with use of tobacco and or alcohol. So there are some associations with higher incidence if you do use a higher level of alcohol or do partake in tobacco intake. And so simply put, what's the link there? It's unknown. I believe there is a thought that it could be related to microscopic changes due to blood vessel changes such as with smoking, it causes a vasoconstriction of the small vessels. So that may predispose you to a progression of the Dupuytren's disease. So in terms of symptoms, doctor, 
you mentioned the differences in the skin, and then there are also changes to the fingers as a result, right? Correct. Yeah. As the cord thickens, the fingers are going to contract in your two joints, your MP and PIP joints, which are two very specific joints of the hand, will contract down where you'll have the inability to extend the finger. And the fingers also sometimes can kind of start to curl inward, right? Yep. And then once you hit a more severe stage of the disease process, it can curl all the way in and almost have the fingers where they're touching the palms of the skins, which can be fairly debilitating. Now, before we go any further, why is Dupuytren's contracture sometimes called the Viking's disease? Now, that's because from an ancestral standpoint, people of Northern European descent do have a higher risk for the disease. Now, the disease is across pretty much all ancestries, but there is a higher predisposition in Northern European descent. And how is Dupuytren's contracture usually treated? So initially, for the early on stages, we treat it conservatively. If you have a nodule or you have a cord where you're not contracting a joint, we usually leave it alone. And the reason we do that is because if we wind up manipulating the skin in the early processes, sometimes the scar tissue that forms is going to be worse than the actual Dupuytren's nodule or small cord that forms. So unless there's a specific reason to go after it, such as significant pain or other issues, we usually leave it alone in those stages. Once we get what's called a positive tabletop test, which means that the fingers are starting to contract or curl in or you can't extend it out, your fingers out, then that's when we would then treat it either with injections of medications or with surgery. And speaking of surgery, what might that entail? So... Uh, Actually, one good option before we actually get to surgery are Diaflex injections. So that is a newer treatment that we've been using in which is non-surgical, where we will inject a medication and several days later manipulate the cords. And the vast majority of Dupuytren's disease, even with fairly significant cords, can be treated in non-surgical fashion. So definitely a huge step forward when it comes to medical technology and treatment of this disease. And then if that doesn't work or if you're not a candidate for it, then there are surgical options where we'll excise the Dupuytren's disease and zigzag the skin in order to treat the contractures. Now, you alluded to it a bit, but to be sure, if left untreated, how bad can this condition get? It can get pretty bad with regard to the contractures. Fingers can curl into the palms where it really causes a deformity and decreased function involving the hand. So when it comes to Dupuytren's disease, although we don't treat it aggressively during the early stages, it's pretty important to treat this in the middle stage before it gets too severe because the outcomes, I think, are much better whether or not you're treating non-operatively with Diaflex injections or with the excision and adjacent tissue transfer. So being able to get in and see a hand surgeon and really have them evaluate it and hit that you know, nice medium area of treatment in order to maximize outcomes, I think is really important with this disease. Indeed. So let me ask you about that. If someone looks down at their hand and sees the changes are taking place, when do you know that it's time to see a doctor? Anytime there's a concern involving the nodules or involving the cords, I think it's time to come in so we can start the discussions early about the different treatment options. If you have a trigger finger, which is sometimes associated with Dupuytren's disease where the finger is locking or popping, 
then I think that's a great time to come in so we can evaluate it because sometimes steroid injections can help with the trigger fingers or we can look and see how bad the disease process is. And then, of course, if you have a severe contracture, there's still options, but it may be a little bit more reconstruction associated with that. So, yeah, if there's any concerns with Dupuytren's, I think coming in early is a great idea. Indeed. A different use of the term trigger finger there, by the way, as well. Let me ask you this, because it's where I started and a great place to end, I think, to bring things full circle. This condition gets its name from a famous French surgeon, Guillaume Dupuytrens, who performed its first successful surgery way back in the 1830s, right? Absolutely. So a little history lesson there, as well as valuable medical information as well, doctor. Well, folks, we trust you're now more familiar with Dupuytren's contracture. Dr. Brian Jans, thanks so much again. Well, thanks for having me today. And for more information or to make an appointment, please visit mdbonedocs.com. Again, that's mdbonedocs.com. And that was a bone that's fixed. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social media. Hoping your health is good health. I'm Joey Waller.